Good morning. How are we? Are we good? It's good to see you. Will you turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, verse 7? I'm going to speak to you about crossing over today because God wants you to cross over this year. Amen? Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. <clears throat> then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, all of the ites. God is a God of new days. And this, this is the Israelites. In this scripture, God appears to Moses at the burning bush and tells him that it's time for the Israelites to cross over. They've been in slavery in Egypt for 400 years, and God says it's time for that season to end, and it's time for a new one to begin, a season of upgrade and breakthrough, the occupation of God's promises, the land of milk and honey. And God says three things in particular to Moses in this scripture. He says that he has seen the Israelites' pain, he's heard their cry, and he knows what they've been through. The NSAB translation of this says that God had given heed to the Israelites. Heed means to give full attention to. The Israelites may have felt alone in their suffering in the old season, but God is saying, no, I've given you my full attention. I've seen, I've heard, and I've known what you've been through, and now I'm going to catapult you into a new day. And I'm here to tell you that 2019 is a new day. Amen. It is a new day. There have been things in the old. Now, there are some people here today where the enemies try to say that this year is not your time. But when the enemy says it's not your time, guess what? It's time. It's time for a new day. God wants you to cross over to take you out of the old land. He wants you to know that he's given you his full attention in 2018. He's seen, he's heard, and he knows what you've been through. And now he wants to catapult you into a new day. It is a new day, amen? God has the Isra- uh, a new day for the Israelites, but first they have to cross the Red Sea. The Red Sea in Greek is Yamsup. Yamsup, and it means from where the reeds grow. It's interesting that in Exodus 2-3, when Moses was a baby, his mum placed him in a basket and hid him amongst the reeds along the bank of the Nile. The baby Moses is God's promise for Israel. He's their deliverer, but it wasn't time yet. The promise needed to mature, so it was placed amongst the reeds to be hidden. But when God brings Moses to the Red Sea, the Sea of Reeds, he's saying it's time for the promise to be occupied. So he wants Moses to part the reeds, step out, and walk off in a breakthrough. And God is saying it's time to part the reeds this year. Some of you have been given promises. Some of them have remained hidden because it hasn't been time yet. But God wants you to step out from amongst the reeds, take your authority, and cross over in a breakthrough. Amen. Say, God has a new day for me. Amen. You've said it now, you have to cross over. <laughs> but it involves a crossing the Red Sea to see a personal breakthrough. So, like the Red Sea, there are areas in our lives where we need breakthrough. Amen. There are Red Seas of finance, Red Seas in relationships, Red Seas in ministry, Red Seas in our workplaces. These are areas where we need personal breakthrough in order for God to take us to the next level. So the question I have for you today is, what's your Red Sea? What is your area in life where you want breakthrough this year? What's your Red Sea? Because God wants you to cross over this year, amen? He wants to take you in a breakthrough. Are you thinking of something? 
I hope so. Good. We're going to unpack this story, the crossing of the Red Sea, and I'm going to give you two keys for crossing over. There are two keys that have helped me in my own life, they've helped me overcome hang-ups and obstacles, opposition. They're straightforward, so don't worry, but they are essential to crossing over this year. Amen? Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone joining us on live stream today on Facebook, wherever you're watching. It's great that you can be with us. I'd also like to welcome our leadership team, who I believe are watching. Hopefully they've got down from the Empire State. Pastor Andrew and Karen, Pastor Dean and Pastor Josh, and Beck and the McGraths. They're having a great time in New York City, and they fly out tomorrow, I believe, for Catch the Fire Toronto, which is going to be amazing. So we just believe they're going to get amazing impartation, revelation, and they're going to come back, and they're going to make us catch the fire. Amen? Amen. So... Let's do it. Key one for crossing over this year is change the way you see yourself. You need to change the way you see yourself this year. We need to get a new perspective. Will you turn to Exodus chapter 13, verse 6? For seven days, eat bread made without yeast, and on the seventh day, hold a festival to the Lord. Eat unleavened bread during those seven days. Nothing with yeast in it is to be seen among you, nor shall any yeast be seen anywhere within your borders. In this scripture, we find our first key, and it relates to between the eyes, because when we have to cross over, when God has a new day for us, we have to get a new perspective of ourselves. We have to see ourselves more the way God sees us. It's blessed and mighty. This is what God wants the the, uh, Israelites to get a revelation of in this scripture. So at this point, the last plague has come. Pharaoh has let them go, and they are crossing over. And God wants them to change the way they see themselves. So he says that no yeast be eaten for seven days or seen among them at all. And he does this not because he wants to introduce a low-carb diet. (laughs) He does this because yeast represents doctrine and wrong belief, wrong thinking. See, for too long, the Israelites have fed on the wrong food. They've been eating the lies of the enemy, and a mental stronghold has developed. They have a slavery mindset. And so now he wants them to rid themselves of yeast because yeast represents doctrine and wrong belief. Jesus warned the the disciples, that's it, in Matthew 16, 6 against the yeast of the Pharisees. He says, watch out and beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's warning them about embracing a deceptive mindset. He's saying, don't eat the yeast, don't eat food that deceives you. Because deception, in this case, is why the Israelites um, we're ensnared in the first place. In Exodus 1, 8, it says, Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. <clears throat> Look, he said to his people, The Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous, and if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. The Israelites are ensnared by deception. They are powerful powerful people, mighty, blessed, and prosperous. And then a new king comes, recognizes this, and he decides to deal shrewdly with them. Shrewdly means to deal wisely through deception. He enslaves them through their thoughts. Joseph is dead. He's their spiritual father. He's their revelation of God. When he dies, their revelation is cut off, and the enemy is able to deceive the unrenewed mind. This is why the enemy introduces fear and wrong belief in our lives. See, like the Israelites, you are powerful, powerful people, amen. And he doesn't want you to get a revelation of your power, of the plans that God has for you this year. So he puts mental traps in your way. 
the enemy is very nervous about you because of the power you carry in God. Fear, anxiety, confusion, he puts these in your pathway. He wants you to partner with his thoughts about your life so you won't cross over. But we're called to partner with God's thoughts, amen. So we need to stop eating the yeast and we need to embrace a new mindset. God wants them to embrace a new mindset. So he says, don't eat yeast and consecrate every firstborn. Consecration is a picture of inheritance and authority. So he wants them to get a revelation of who they are and consecrate, get a revelation of God's prosperity in their lives. And it's time this year, amen, it is time to get more of a revelation of who we are and the, re- and the um, prosperity that God has for us this year. So a question to ask ourselves is, what are the lies that I've been believing about myself? Where is the enemy try to enslave my thinking? Because I know for some of us, there have been new days before, new seasons to cross over into, and the enemy has ensnared our thinking, and we haven't been able to cross over because we have the wrong mindset. We see ourselves the wrong way. This used to happen to me for years. I had the wrong view about myself for years. The enemy had got in and deceived my thinking when I was a young man. I missed a lot of, I missed four years of school. I was very ill, spent a lot of time isolated, a stressful home life. I used to think that um, God would never use me, that God didn't have plans for me. I thought that our relationships and success were for other people. They weren't for me. I thought I was out of time. And that just wasn't true. It was deception of the enemy. I remember the first time that I got a prophetic word, man, it was, it was amazing. It was like, well, God, God has a great plan for my life. He's got amazing use for me. And it's like, of course he did. I just needed to renew. I just had the wrong perspective. I needed to change the way I saw myself. If he had to tell me five years ago that I'd be going to church, let alone ministering in one, I just, I just wouldn't have believed you. Ask my mum. <laughs> because I just had the wrong view of myself. We need to renew. God's saying it's time to renew. Romans 2.12 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. This scripture tells us two things. One, that God has a perfect will for you. He has a perfect plan for your 2019, a perfect plan. And the second thing is that if you renew your thoughts with God's, it will be proven in your life. Amen. It will be proven that is something of a guarantee. But we need to transform our minds. We need to change the way we see ourselves. That word transformed in Greek is metamorpho. Metamorpho. Can you guess what that is in English? Metamorphous. It's metamorphous. It is a complete change. It's chicken to egg, turkey to eagle, Geelong to uh, Hawthorne to Geelong, I should say. It is caterpillar to butterfly, caterpillar to butterfly, from being cocooned in a shell to flying away with wings. And there are plenty of people in this world who have a cocoon mentality when they're called to fly. There are areas in our lives where we remain in a shell, we have a cocoon mentality, but God is calling us to fly this year, amen. We're designed to soar in this life. Isaiah 40, 30 says that we're meant to soar on wings like eagles. And God wants you to break out of your shell this year in business, finance, whatever area it is that you want to break through in, it's time to get out of your shell and soar, amen. You're designed to soar. I had a cocoon mentality for years. When God wanted me to run, I would walk. When God was calling me to fly, I would remain cocooned. So I had to renew. And after that, I can soar. I can fly. You fly into upgrade. Yeah. Any mindset 
that induces fear and depression and I can't do it mentality. That is yeasty bread. Amen. That is false. Romans 8 tells us the truth. God has a perfect will for your life this year. Great plans. If you partner with God's thoughts this year and you renew, you will change the way you see yourself. God will show you who you truly are. He will show you what plans he has for your life this year. And his perfect will will be seen in your life. It will be evidence. Amen. We need to renew. You will soar like wings, with wings, I should say. So when you leave today, I'm not saying you need to go home and throw out your multigrain or your Wonder White, but you need to stop eating yeast, amen. We feed on a diet of truth this year. So if you're in a relationship and you're struggling in a relationship, ask God to change the way you see yourself in that relationship. What do you see for me in this relationship, God? Show me your will. If you're at work, and you're unhappy, you're struggling, there's lack of movement, ask God to change the way you see yourself in that relationship. Get a new perspective. Get away from negativity. Get away from the wrong people. They will stop you from crossing over. Moses had to grow up in Pharaoh's house, didn't he? Because if he had grown up with his own people, he would have inherited the same mindset, and he never would have believed that he could deliver a nation here to think like a king. So we get around the right people. So we get away from negativity and we renew our minds by meditating on his thoughts. We take a lie of 2018, the yeast, and we renew and we declare God's perfect will for our lives this year. Amen. That is key one. Key two is change the way you see the enemy. You need to change the way you see the enemy this year. Can we go to Exodus 14 verse 10? As Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked and behold... The Egyptians were marching after them, and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. In this scripture, the Israelites are on their way. They have set off from Succoth, and they are marching boldly into their new day. They are crossing over. And when you do that, the enemy pursues to stop the promise. Because when you decide to embrace a new mindset, embrace a new day, the enemy will pursue. So it's important that we see opposition correctly this year. When Pharaoh is told the Israelites have fled, he pursues. He no longer has any authority, does he? He's lost his legal right to the Israelites. They are no longer slaves. He has no authority. But he pursues in the hope that when the Israelites see him, they will still view him as the authority. He hopes that when he rocks up, the Israelites will see him as the authority in their lives and it will stop the crossover. But he has no authority. He has no legal right. This is like us. The enemy has no legal access to you. Amen. He has no authority. Colossians 2.14 says, Jesus cancelled the charge of legal debt and nailed it to the cross, making a public spectacle of the enemy. He has no authority. The legal rights that the enemy had to you were disarmed at the cross. Jesus is the authority. Amen. The enemy counts on the fact that you will see a lie as the authority. So if you're deciding this year that you want to step out, believe for more in your family, in finances, he will use your circumstance to perpetuate the lie that you aren't blessed, that you aren't prosperous. But that is not the authority. Jesus is the authority, amen. We need to change the way we see the enemy. When opposition comes, we need to see it as the defeated attacks of an enemy. Yeah. The problem is with the Israelites is that they don't see him the right way. They see him as the authority. And if it wasn't for Moses, they wouldn't have crossed over because he viewed the enemy the right way. Yeah, so we make sure we see the enemy the right way as defeated and without authority. Because if we don't do that, 
you forget where God is leading you. See, God was leading the Israelites to the Red Sea, wasn't he? They are on God's pathway. Chapter 13, verse 21 and 22 of Exodus says, A pillar of cloud led them by day and a pillar of fire by night. The pillars are the presence, the glory of God. The pillars are leading them every step of the way. The presence of God is with them, guiding them. It never leaves. Yet when Pharaoh rocks up, they forget all about it and they have a freak out. It's because they're focused on the wrong thing. The presence of God is with us every day, amen. It is leading us, guiding us. We need to focus on the two pillars. When you focus on the two pillars, you can see the enemy the right way. Every time you look at the enemy the wrong way, it creates fear. And every time you look at the enemy the right way, it builds faith. If you are looking at your circumstance today, opposition, and you're feeling anxious and fearful, then you are looking at it the wrong way. We need to look at the enemy the right way and rejoice in God, amen, because he is already defeated and we have authority. He has no authority this year. Like Pharaoh, Pharaoh was not in control, was he? He's confused like the enemy. He thinks he's going to take them back, but God had led him there. God hardened his heart. He's just setting him up for the kill and his people for mighty victory. The enemy's confused. Moses was the person that enabled them to cross because he's focused on the pillars. So we focus on the pillars, the pillars that are in us all the time, the presence of God, and then we can see the enemy the right way, and that will enable you to step out and take your authority this year. Amen. In verse 13 and 14, it says, But Moses said to the people, Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. God is wanting to emphasize vision. God is using Moses to emphasize vision. In this passage, Sight is emphasized three times. It says, stand by and see the salvation for the Egyptians who you have seen today. You will never see them again. God knows they have bad vision, so he's trying to correct them. He's like, focus on me, see my power and authority. Then you'll be able to perceive what's actually happening in the moment. They're soul-led. They have bad vision. Soul-led is feelings, emotions, circumstances. And God wants them to quiet the soul so the Lord can fight for them. He wants them to quiet the soul so the spirit can speak. So the Israelites are a picture of the soul. And Moses, he's a picture of the spirit man. And the spirit man needs to speak so that the Red Sea can part. You don't part the Red Sea speaking the soul. So he wants the Israelites to be silent while God will fight for them through the spirit. How do you part your Red Sea this year? You silence the soul and give voice to the spirit. Amen. You silence the soul. And it can be hard because there are moments of great pressure. Moment, life can have moments of difficulty and it's tempting to give in to fear and voice the soul. But that does not part the Red Sea. Even in this situation, I mean, can you imagine the pressure Moses is under here? He's one man. He has 600,000 plus Israelites, an entire nation. He's got Pharaoh and the boys in full regalia wanting to kill them. And he's in front of an ocean. The Red Sea, where the Israelites are believed to have crossed, is nine miles long and 300 feet deep. And that's a bit of a swim. You need some good flippers for that. <laughs> his circumstance is hard, but God wants him to silence the soul and allow the spirit to speak. So we need to silence the soul this year. In verse 15, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, 
Why are you crying out to me? Tell us, sons of Israel, to go forward. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through, so shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. God wants Moses' action, doesn't he? He wants his action. God wants uh, action. So the Red Sea is a divine pathway made only by God, but he wanted Moses' action. He wants the action of the spirit man to work so that he can part the Red Sea. It's partnership. That's what he wants. Moses' action, God's miracle. God is wanting to turn blockages into divine pathways this year, amen, but he wants you to step up to the blockage, raise your staff and take your authority. You silence the soul, give voice to the spirit, you step up to your Red Sea and you take your authority. God is looking to partner with you this year to turn blockages into divine pathways. He wants Moses to pick up his authority. His staff is a picture of his authority. What is your staff? It's the word of God. The staff is a picture of the word of God. He wants you to step up to your problem, step up to your blockage, step up to the area where you want breakthrough, and he wants you to take your staff, the word of God, silence the soul, give voice to the spirit, and raise your staff and speak the word of God, and the Red Sea will part. You need to step out this year, amen. Ephesians 6 says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Jeremiah 23 says, it's not my word like fire and like a hammer that breaks a rock in many places. The word of God is the hammer in your hand. It is the sword, the staff. It is the weapon that will turn a blockage into a divine pathway this year. Amen. If you want to cross over in areas of your life this year, you want to step out. You need to take your staff, the word of God, and speak in authority, and your Red Sea will part. It's going to part, but you need, he wants your action. He wants partnership. He wants you to take your authority. Amen. Yeah. So the word is your weapon and your authority. So when you step out in your assignment this year, when you're going for that job, that ministry, you're believing for more for your family, and the enemy says, not today, well, it's today. Amen. You don't give in. You silence the soul. Give voice to the spirit. You take your authority, and you part your Red Sea, and you will cross over. The Israelites are hemmed in on all sides in the natural. It seems bleak, but God knows that they're on the cusp of their finest hour. And there might be some people who here today who the circumstances are bleak or the years started a bit humdrum, but God wants you to know today that you are on the cusp of your finest hour, amen. He wants you to take your authority and your Red Sea is going to part. It's going to part. Amen. So this year, we're going to do two things. We're going to change the way we see ourselves. We're going to ask God for a new perspective. Ask him to renew. Ask him for our will. And then we're going to change the way we see the enemy. We're going to view opposition correctly, and we're going to step out and take our authority, amen. And our Red Sea is going to part this year. God is taking you in a breakthrough. There have been blockages in the past years, but God wants to turn the blockage into a divine pathway. He's saying it's time to step out. It's time for upgrade. So raise your staff this year, amen. Amen. And I declare today that when you have your personal breakthrough this year, when you cross your Red Sea, that you'll be like Moses and others will follow. Others will follow. So we're called to be Moses and not the Israelites. Moses takes his staff and a whole nation is delivered. And when we get our personal breakthrough, there is more to that than just you. God's going to use that to take others through the Red Sea with you this year. Amen. Mm. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you want to turn blockages into divine pathways this year. 
Thank you that it is a new day. Thank you, God, that the lies of the enemy are being reversed. That voice that says that you can't do it, well, you can. You can. God has made you more than able. Thank you, God, that we're going to change the way we see ourselves this year. So we invite you to change the way we see ourselves. Give us a new perspective, God. Show us your will for your life this year. I just declare a release of the prophetic and upgrade into what your thoughts are for our lives this year. Amen. And we're going to change the way we see the enemy. We're going to change the way we see the enemy. We're going to see opposition correctly. It has no authority, no weapon formed against us, shall prosper. God has given you a spirit of power. And I thank you, God, that you're going to take people from a place and you're going to propel them into a new day. That there will be mighty upgrade here. And that through that breakthrough that will deliver a city. The city is going to change. So I thank you, God, that you're causing us to cross over this year. You're causing us to cross over. Thank you for upgrade. More, more, more. Thank you, God. Mm, thank you, you're rolling the stone away. You're rolling the stone away. We're getting a revelation of who we are this year, where our authority is and what we're made to do. Thank you, Jesus.